Tanya for Yud Bey Sivan is the beginning of chapter 4 of Shah Yechud Vehamuna. As explained in yesterday's Shir, at the end of chapter 3, Dalt Rebbe left off with a question as to if the creation, all creation, constantly needs the Mokr, the source of our existence, which is the Dvar Hashem, the Ruach Piv, in order for us to exist. And as, the, as in the analogy of the sunlight within the sun, that as long as the sunlight is within the sun, it doesn't. The sunlight doesn't have any existence. It doesn't have an existence of sunlight. It's just its existence is sun. Likewise, if we constantly are within our source, that means that everything that really is perceived as existence is just a dvar Hashem. So then, why is it that we actually could think of ourselves as independent? Why is it that we don't perceive ourselves as just a Dvar Hashem? Why is it just like the sunlight within the sun should just ex- experience itself as sun? Here also seemingly should just experience itself. We should just experience ourselves. Creation should just experience itself as a Dvar Hashem. And why is that not the case? Why don't we relate or why do we relate our existence as being independent and having this sense of Metzius and Yesh when in all we really are is just a Dvar Hashem. So the Alter Rebbe begins by explaining the fundamental principle of creation, which is the idea of Tzimtzum. In brief, the idea of Tzimtzum is the ability to contract the life force, the energy force, the creative life and energy force in a way that the creation doesn't perceive and have an awareness, a conscious awareness of that force of energy. That means in the analogy of the sunlight within the sun, the sunlight has a complete connection to the sun, consciously, so to speak. It could exist within the sun. And when it exists within the sun, it exists as just being the sun. And that's because it doesn't have anything but the sun in its reality. The power of Tzimtzum creates that the actual creative force or energy that gives us, that first of all creates us and sustains us, gives us life, is something that we're not conscious of. And this is the power of Tzimtzum that makes us not conscious of our source. That means although at one at the same time we are constantly b'mekoiroi, we're constantly within our source, yet we don't consciously perceive it and we sense a complete independence of it. But to understand that, the Al-Tarebbe has to first begin by developing this idea, which is what he does here in today's shir, by first describing the concept of Shem Havai and Shem Elikim. Shem Havaya represents the power of creation. Havaya Yudke Vovke represents Hoi Hoi state of consistency, constant, perpetual creation. The Yud represents the perpetual creation, which is what we said, Al-Tarebbe has explained to us, that creation is constant. The Kayach HaPoyot has to be every second. And that's the Shem Havaya. That's the that's the source through the energy. That's like the sun, which gives life and gives reality, so to speak, to the sunlight. And likewise, for us, for existence, we need Shem Havaya. Now, if we would be constantly aware of Shem Havaya, then, or conscious of the idea of Shem Havaya, then, in truth is, since the Shem Havaya, we're constantly with Imbe we're constantly living within Shem Havaya, we wouldn't be able to perceive anything but Shem Havaya. That will be our reality. That will be our consciousness, will be Shem Havaya. But what God does is, God creates a mogain. Like the sun has a protective layer that we don't perceive the sun in its full glory because otherwise we wouldn't be able to handle it. The, the world just won't exist if, physically. If the sun is 
without its protective layer, so then automatically the sunlight will just burn up everything in, 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 in all other planets. And therefore, the sun needs to be contained somewhat. It has a mogain and an arctic. So likewise, Shem Havaya has this protective layer, which is Shem Elikim. Shem Elikim represents nature, represents the existence of something. It's the force of God that is already relatable to existence. Where Shem Havaya being the force that creates, Shem Elikim is the force that once something is in creation, already in existence, needs the constant energy to be alive. Like, for example... A body needs the soul to constantly be, be in it. That means, although the life force that's creating the body is a Shem Havaya life force, but in order to give the body existence on a perpetual basis, it needs a Shem Alekim. Now, that Shem Alekim is already somewhat of a constricted form of Shem Havaya, where the Shem Havaya is no more the full thrust where we're not conscious of a shame of I, we're conscious of the shame of the king, we're conscious of reality, nature. Shame of the king is big amount to teva. So we, we relate to the reality of the world within the glasses, so to speak, in the lens of shame of the king. And from that perspective, we could perceive ourselves as existing independent, meaning we're aware that we have some life force within us. We are aware that we only exist because there's an energy of godly energy that gives us life force, but we don't, our consciousness is not shame havaya. Our consciousness could be Shem Alekim, and if our consciousness could be Shem Alekim, so then we could perceive our existence, but yet at the same time be constantly within our source, which is the Shem Havaya. Shem Alekim creates that simsum. Now, the Altareb is going to elaborate on this idea within the continuation of this chapter, within the next chapter, but this is the fundamental point, the recognition of the Shem Alekim playing a major role on the Shem Havaya, and through that giving the ability for there to be some sense of us being ex- being in existence in our in our conscious reality through Shem Alekim, which makes us feel like we could exist, even though we're constantly need our source. So, Parak Ksiv. To explain this, we'll have to elaborate on the verse. The verse says that the sun and its protected protection, its shield, is like Havaya and Alekim. Pirush Mogain, what does it mean? It's shield, that's the bag of the sun, Lahogain, to protect. That creation could withstand the power of the sun. Now, where do we find that the sun is so powerful? And where do we find this concept of the bag of the sun? The protective layer of the sun is like the Gemara tells us, says, eventually when Mashiach will come, God will remove the sun from its sheath and Rishayim Nidunban, the Rishayim will be punished with it, will be judged by it. So you see the power of the sun is so intense that when it's removed, it could either do a lot of harm or a lot of good. Either you'll experience a lot greater revelations or you'll be burnt up. So So just like the analogy, the sun, the energy source, the sun of sunlight needs to be protected by his Likewise, the Shem Alekim, Mogain is a protection of Shem Havai Baruch for the Shem Havai. The Shem Havai, what a Shem Havai represent Pirushai Shem Havas It's the it's the energy that creates, that gives the ability for creation, that there could be something that emerges from the state of Ayin, which is the Dvar Hashem, into a state of Yesh, somewhat of an independent existence. The Hayud and the Yud of Shem Havai's Meshameshesh Alapula shows on the constant perpetual action. Constantly, Rashi explains on the verse, that this is what Eve did constantly. The word the Yud represents 
a perpetual action. This represents that every second there constantly has to be a renewal of the energy of God creating from God's mouth and breath. And God is consecrating them from a state of nothingness into an existence every moment. As already explained earlier, it's not enough that God created us and existence in the six days of creation in order to be or survive. As I mentioned earlier, and that is because we're a chiddush. Creation is a chiddush, and a chiddush constantly needs a koyach payel We don't really exist. And even though God made us exist, we see from Kriyas Yamsov that God, even that existence that's already here, needs a constant refuel, a constant perpetual um, energy to give us life and existence. And that's the Shem Havaya. Now, in order for Shem Havai to give us life, or let's we 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 understand that the life force of Shem Havai is a very powerful life force. As Alter Rebbe now goes on to explain that Shem Havai is a very powerful life force, and living in that consciousness of Shem Havai will be very overwhelming. So, where do we find the power of Shem Havai? In before davening, when we praise God, it says We say in Shemesi in the beginning, Hagodel Hagibar. What does the word Godel mean? He midas chesed refers to God's kindness. is that God's kindness spreads throughout, gives energy to all existence. Who be room like it's an infinite amount of creations. A tachlis leaves brewing. My relationship should constantly be in existence from nothingness. The kayam bechesed chinam and they exist for nothing. God doesn't demand anything for us to exist. Obviously, we have to serve Him, but in terms of the creation on itself, it's a chesed chinam, it's a free gift, it's called great, it comes from God's greatness, because God is great, and to his greatness there's no way to understand it. Since God is the ultimate great kindness, and ultimate greatness, so he also gives his greatness to all creation. But now we're dealing with an energy of chesed, which is so overwhelming, so powerful, which stems from the concept of creation is the power to create. So if we would just be experiencing that, we wouldn't have any space for ourselves. But since God wants us to be able to experience ourselves somewhat, as we'll see, so therefore the chesed has to be now dulled by the gvorah. And likewise, the Shema Vai, if we would just be living in the consciousness of Shema Vai, we wouldn't be able to sense our own existence. And that wouldn't be necessarily chesed for us. Therefore, we need Elikim to be able to give us that sense of independence.